Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Good morning, gladiators. Welcome to this edition of the Sword and Shield. My name is Samantha Matheson. I am the 960th Cyberspace Wing Chief of Public Affairs. And today I will be hosting this episode because Colonel Erridge and Chief Howard decided that um, we wanted to cover Women's Equality Day. So I have with me here today... Captain Jamila Gonzalez, 960th Cyberspace Wing Executive Officer. Tech Sergeant Elspeth Molino from the 50th Network Warfare Squadron. I'm a cyber defense analyst. And I'm Tech Sergeant Tiffany Paddock from the 50th Network Warfare Squadron. I'm also a cyber defense analyst, but I'm a cross trainee from the mental health career field. Awesome. I'm so glad you were able to join me today to talk about Women's Equality Day. (laughs) I know I'm a bit of a dork, but whatever. So Women's Equality Day um, is celebrated in the United States on August 26th, and it's basically to commemorate the 19th Amendment, um, which allowed women the right to vote. And so um, that's just what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about um, here in the wing how some of us women, ladies, uh, feel about women's equality in this day and age. You know, it's been a hundred years since uh, we women were granted the right to vote here in the United States. And um, it's just an important thing to talk about, to see and um, to see and to feel and to know just what it is like for women currently, right? So, um, Captain Gonzalez, do you want to um, talk about a little bit how you feel, you know, about being a woman in the military, a woman of color, and an officer. So I brought along with me uh, on the 14th of August, 2020, uh, the Department of Defense uh, published a a memo uh, called Defense Women's Equality Day. So uh, they provided a theme, and this year's theme is Valiant Women of the Vote. And it recognizes that women uh, fought for the right to vote, but it also recognizes that this day has expanded uh, beyond just discussion of the right to vote and also uh, just women's equality as a whole and, and acknowledging what uh, has been accomplished uh, over the years and then what is still needing to be accomplished. Uh, so I think it just means so much more now uh, than 100 years ago when it was uh, just acknowledging, hey, we finally got the right to vote. Awesome. And Sergeant Molina, what do you think about that? Um, definitely appreciate the um, the background on the hundred the past hundred years, Captain Gonzalez. Um, my feelings on that, um, especially the right to vote, are very important to me. Um, myself, I'm an Asian American. I'm a naturalized citizen, so that means I immigrated here with uh, my mom when I was very young. I uh, went through the process of legally obtaining U.S. citizenship. So um, definitely proud to be American um, and, and very grateful for the life and uh, opportunities that has given me here in, in the U.S. And it is one of the reasons why I joined the Air Force. The fight for equality has been an uphill battle definitely over the last hundred years. Um, 1920 was when it was the amendment was ratified, uh, but it wasn't until this um, 
the Voting Rights Act of 1965, where um, everyone of all color, race, origin uh, were allowed to vote. Um, so by honor, honoring our history and the legacy of all the women, American women before us who fought for our rights, and like you said, not just the right to vote, but everything else that comes um, with um, equality in the states, um, by having our conversation now and remembering the past and just being open about this, um, it brings awareness to like the current struggles that we have uh, today. Um, the Me Too movement that's recently been um, happening in the last couple of years. Yep, that was big. <laughs> yeah, bringing awareness to, uh, yeah, women's equality in that sense. Um, like Captain Gonzalez had brought up earlier, um, trafficking and exploiting uh, women are, I don't know the percentage numbers, but we are the biggest victims of uh, human trafficking. Um, so that's another battle there that we must fight, you know, continue the fight for equality for women. Um, and I guess to sum it up, just being open-minded and changing our attitudes and implementing new ideas so that we can create a better society for our people or for our women so that we can um, get closer to uh, progressing and evolving, right? And uh, continue that movement for equality. Awesome. You, bring, you brought up a lot of good <laughs> topics just now. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, what question should I ask? Because, mm -hmm. but you know, I, I didn't know that you were a naturalized citizen here in the United States. And that's awesome. What was that uh, experience like for you to, to come over and basically change your entire life? Yeah. Um, so I want to say that I love my, my mom very dearly. And I have great respect for her because she brought me over when I was five, six years old. So I didn't really know you know, really anything I was under her wing, but she, she worked hard. Um, it's not cheap. It's not easy to obtain citizenship, right? You have to pay for the petition, um, to get a green card. And then you have to wait the amount of years. My mom worked two or three part-time jobs. I know as an immigrant, you can't really get a good paying wow. job. So she, she fought hard <laughs> tooth and nail to make sure she brought me here to give me a better future. Um, and now it's me and my brother, and we're, we both serve in the Air Force. I'm, an, I'm a reservist, but he's active duty, and he's been, he loves his career. He loves his country, too, just as much as me. So That's awesome. Captain Gonzalez, what do you got to Yeah, got I definitely, us? you know, <laughs> uh, hearing your story, at a, I think it brings to mind, you know, uh, my mom was an immigrant when she came to this country. I was, I was born here, uh, but having um, a female role model to me as that was my mother who uh, was very independent and did those same type of things of having to transition herself and, and her family uh, over to this country, just kind of, I never, I guess, thinking about, thinking about equality, I never felt that I wasn't equal to my male, uh, to anyone that I saw that was male. And I think it just kind of uh, may have been because I saw a woman working in the workforce, providing for her family, and uh, so when I look at this and just acknowledge that not necessarily did everybody have that experience of a, of a, maybe a strong person in their, in their home that was a female and they're a female, you know, to really see and say, what are the, you know, yes, there's differences between males and females, uh, but when it comes to, you know, work and, and life, we can be equal, we are equal, and, uh, and there's so much to come from that. 
Yeah, role models are extremely important, not just, you know, to us women, but, you know, to every child growing up. And I think mothers definitely have a huge impact on children. Um, Sergeant Paddock, what do you think? Um, actually, I think because I come from sort of a different military background, uh, being that I spent 11 years in the medical career field, and of course, you know, of the 20% of women in the Air Force, majority of them likely are in the medical career field, but I often found myself where every single person in my chain of command was a woman. And um, even having some young male airmen that maybe weren't happy about that. And they'd say, well, I don't have anyone to look up to because everyone in my chain of command is a woman. And why can't we look up to these women that are taking on great leadership roles that are serving their country um, and they're doing an amazing job. They can be everything from a flight chief all the way up to a group commander. Um, mm -hmm. And now, as we've seen, the, the chief of staff of the Air Force is a female as well and an Asian American. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have we have examples everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you, you touch on something really, really great, too. It's um Having representation in our leadership is, is very, very important. So in some ways, I can relate to maybe what some of your um, young male airmen have said, like, I don't see anyone in my leadership that's like me. And, you know, so it is important to have that representation. But I think you're also correct, too. in like, just because someone is a different gender doesn't mean you can't look up to them. Right. You know, so it's not it's natural kind of to think that gender is important when it comes to your role models. Um, but at the same time, it's not. It depends on um, the person and it depends on um, who the role model is, you know, and it depends on your environment and how you grew up and your culture. And I mean, there's so many different factors that go into <laughs> in each uh, each individual person's personality, for lack of a better way of putting it. Right. But I think you bring a good point that even today, you know, you could you can hear um, maybe some males and females saying, well, because I don't see myself in the same gender, that it's creating a barrier for me to understand how I can see them as a role model. And so, you know, earlier when we were talking about being younger, you really don't know what you don't know. And, and to your point, Sam, as we get older, we're able to say, yes, that's a male leader. And these are the qualities in that individual's leadership style that I'm taking to note. And it has nothing to do with their gender. And this is a female leader that has these qualities and I'm taking them to note. Uh, but I do think that that is uh, the difference um, that you can acknowledge maybe as you develop and you get older, not when you're a small kid and you're just like, oh, that that lady looks like me and look, she's the president. You know, um, you're not going to have that. Oh, they have this quality that's allowing them to reach uh, their full potential. Yeah, one of the things that um, you are, I don't remember who brought it up earlier, sorry, but um, it was brought up earlier in an earlier conversation was um, the great things about being a woman in the military is that we are guaranteed uh, equal pay to our peers mm -hmm. uh, because the rank structure is a static thing. Um, what do y'all think about that? So I think uh, in this at this time in the military, it's um, that is one of the progressive parts that I can say uh, that I see that we can acknowledge uh, for some of us that have been reservists and, and worked in the private sector uh, that that it hasn't come up to that same level. Uh, I think it facilitates in the military to know uh, for everyone, the males and the females, to say because of. Uh, where I've reached in my career, I'm being paid and compensated the same as my peer. 
And so it, I think it unites in a sense that peer mentality to say, we're both tech sergeants, we're both captains, we're both performing our functions and we're compensated equally. And uh, I think of how that impacts in the private sector, whereas, you know, it is at times I'm a female and you're a male and we're working the same job and I'm possibly working harder and outperforming, but I'm compensated less because of the fact that we have not reached that equality yet uh, in across the board and outside of the military. Yeah, Said. yeah, <laughs> bring up a lot of great points there. So, I mean, and one of the great difficulties, I think, too, is um, women and men aren't the same, you know, and so I think equality a lot of times is misunderstood and misinterpreted as this concept where we have to be treated the same. And that, I don't really think that's the case. I, I think um, equality for me, when, when you say equality, I, I think do we have the same opportunities, you know, and, and do we, are, are we treated the same when it comes to things that are in our control, you know, and, um, for instance, um, and this is something that we, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier, like the ability to give birth to children, you know, men obviously do not have this ability. We as women, we do, you know, and it happens all the time, right? Because that's the cycle of life. Um, so in regards to things like that, um, a lot of times when, us as women, we do get treated differently. And, and uh, whenever we get pregnant, um, when it, depending on what job we're in, we do get treated differently, you know. Um, so like I used to be a maintainer way back in the day. And uh, whenever a woman in the maintenance world got pregnant, um, there were just certain things that she was automatically restricted from doing. And it was just to protect her and protect the child, you know, and it wasn't necessarily to prevent her from having opportunities or hold her back or anything like that. It, and it wasn't special treatment per se, you know, it was just, you know, to protect her or the child because the family is important to the military. And, um, I feel like that's always been the case, but the, um, application, I think, sometimes gets uh, skewed or misunderstood <laughs> for that. So um, I believe all three of you have children. <laughs> Can y'all talk about a little bit with me um, what it was like having children in the military and what you think about that? Uh, so for me, I had uh, both of my kids before uh, the most recent changes to the maternity policy that uh, Secretary James had implemented. Um, so I had the, what people knew for such a long time, it was the six weeks for the mom, one week for the husband. And, um, and I had to fight to get anything more than that. I used all my leave. Um, and then after that, that put me in a position where if my child got sick or if anything else came up, if I got sick, um, you know, we were kind of in a spot and I, even in the medical career field, I was often told by my male supervisor, well, can't your husband take care of that? You know, if my, my kid had to go home early from school or had a fever and they just look at me and say, you know, your husband can take care of that. Um, and absolutely my husband can help out. Um, you know, sometimes kids want their mom, but then, you know, <laughs> sometimes the husband supervisor saying the same thing to the husband, sure, you know, yeah. so who, who is supposed to who make this it? determination, you know, and it really falls on the members to sit there and figure it out. And it, sometimes you're just between a rock and a hard place on these, on these things. And it's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. I'm, I'm really <laughs> grateful for the new 
uh, maternity policy, though, and the, the the details that they really thought about in writing that policy, that they look at sharing time between mom and dad, and that it isn't just static that mom gets the time and dad has to get back to work. Because um, I know that the previous policy was written that they have a year to take paternity leave. So there were often security forces members that were told, you know, when your wife has a child, we don't have time right now. We don't have the staffing to support that. At some point in this year, we'll give you that week of paternity leave. Um, and that's kind of frustrating because the intent, and I think with the new policy, they really tried to focus on the intent of that beginning um, newborn time of parents establishing a bond with their children and not just, yeah, we'll give you a week off when it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, one thing I think is uh, worth mentioning, too, is uh, when we talk about families and the structures and we talk about women equality, um, I think of the LGBT community and how, um, you know, this whoever is part of that family uh, and how it's formed and, and, and how it's structured, uh, that there's still a ways to go. Uh, but, you know, that this is part of the time to discuss that and how there's been some milestones met for uh, the community um, and that there's still obviously more to to be done. No, you all brought up some excellent, excellent uh, points here. And um, I, I think about, you know, my mentality growing up in. So I'm 36 years old, and when I was a kid, these types of issues weren't really things that I I really thought too much about. You know, I'm like, oh, we have the right to vote. Oh, we got equal opportunities all the time, you know. But now as an adult, you know, a lot of these different ideas and the subtleties of our culture and our our lives, you know, have... um, been highlighted, you know, with the Me Too movement, like you brought up earlier, human trafficking, um, you know, the glass ceilings that that, uh, women encounter all the time, Um, still struggling to get a female president, (laughs) you know, and it's uh, interesting how just growing up and maturing, how your viewpoint can change. If you had asked me as a uh, 16 year old, do you feel like you have the same opportunities as all the the males in your life? I would have straight up said yes, with no hesitation, you know, and it's all, all comes down to awareness, you know, and that's why I think it's kind of important to have these um, uh, days to highlight women like uh, women's heritage month. I, you know, sometimes I looking back on like uh, air force history and when we do like just, learning about how the Air Force was formed, it kind of blows my mind to think that there were women in the Air Force back in 1947 when it was established and what life was like for those women. And uh, especially uh, as a veteran, when even today, when people think of a veteran, they don't often think of a woman, but gosh, I couldn't even imagine back in the 50s and 60s to be a female veteran and what their experience was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful that there are women's veterans groups now. Um, San Antonio Women's Veterans is a group that I'm a part of, and it's really nice to get together with other women. And yeah, we've all had the same experience. Oh yeah, I mean, I got, I got a, 
I got a lot of stories, but <laughs> but one of the things you you brought up um, that reminded me. So I remember one time it was um, I believe Veterans Day. It's the day where you know where they give out all the free food. You know you can go to a restaurant <laughs> and they'll either give you a free meal or a discount or whatever. Um, and I remember we're going through the line and they you know we're checking people as they were going through to see who needs a free meal and who's paying or whatnot. And he was asked like, "Are you a veteran?" And he said, "Yes." You know so happily goes on through, you know, and I'm expecting to get asked too, cause I'm there and completely looked over, wasn't even spoken to, wasn't addressed, you know, and I had to basically tell this guy, I'm a veteran, <laughs> give me my free meal. Yeah. I thought the same thing happened to me. I sat down at a table with my husband and some of our friends and I was the only female. It was me and I had my kids with me. And they came and they said, well, you know, this is Veterans Day, so we've had this special menu. Mm-hmm. And they handed out a special menu to both of our friends and then one to my husband, and they gave me a regular menu. Like, <laughs> what is I, I was so confused. Like, you didn't even ask. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. And it's just like uh, these assumptions are what I feel like why awareness is so important. You know, I, I feel like through no fault of men uh, of their own, you know, a lot of times they don't quite see what the struggle is like for people on the other side, you know? And so, um, a lot of them do, I'm I'm not at all saying, you know, that they're wrong or blind. (laughs) Um, but you know, the importance of awareness is just for these instances to help raise awareness and to help people in general just kind of understand and know like, Hey, a veteran isn't just a a male white guy. (laughs) Well, I just think, um, Offit uh, Air Force Base had some of their uh, senior uh, uh, master sergeant superintendents. And they weren't all senior master sergeants, but they were all superintendents uh, on the wing staff. And and so they invited and there was um, male and female representation. And uh, they went along the lines of discussing uh, how they feel, what their part is uh, with this day and women's equality in general. And so I think it's so important when we have discussions that are to advocate or put awareness about a certain group to have others of a different group also represented because we are all uh, part of the same uh, human race and I need the males to also believe in equality as much as I want the women to believe in equality Mm -hmm. so that we can find ways to partner and uh, bring about the change that we wanna see. And so I just think just by them even making sure that they invited all of the superintendents and one was, you know, one of them was a female and, and I mean, one of them was a male and the rest were female. It brought that discussion uh, for him to include his perspective and how, you know, him to include his family and how he has daughters and how he wants them to uh, be thinking about how they are equal and, and that they can achieve as much as their brother or anybody else that they see. So mm-hmm. that was just a plus that I thought was good in, in a recent discussion that I heard. Yeah, what do you think, Sergeant Molina? No, I think that's really awesome to, to represent that, um, you know, that whole, because we're all part of, of a pie, right? A whole piece of pie. And we represent all the different people and bring that awareness to everyone that's part of our whole. Um, that's how we bring about change. Well, gladiators, that wraps up this discussion about Women's Equality Day and some of the perspectives and challenges and issues that uh, women in the military um, may or may not, I would hope would relate with us on, on some of these topics. So, um, 
thank you very much for your time and thank you for what you do and have a fantastic day.